Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Joining me today for our weekly segment is Jerry Hamilton of On3 and Inside Texas, a national recruiting expert and uh, 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 our recruiting expert for Inside Texas as well. How are you doing today, Jerry? Good, Bobby. I just had a long down the road yesterday, went to see a couple of football prospects, two regional quarterfinal basketball games. So uh, off the road today and back we go Thursday and Friday. Well, I'm glad to see you're not in a car today. We've had you in a car the last couple of times we We've uh, talked to you. Um, wanted to get right into something because you and I, um, uh, we had the interview yesterday with Colt McCoy that I thought was a, a, a great look into uh, who he is as a person and how he persevered over his career and continues to flourish. Um, but you and I were talking about his recruitment uh, and that sort of thing. I want you to tell a little people that, that people that don't necessarily remember his recruitment a little bit about that. Yeah, it's interesting because I listened to your interview. You said the first time you saw him was at the Texas State 7-on-7, seven seven, and I remember that. I saw him in the state uh, tournament. He played in the drum at Jim Ned. Oh, for that, basketball. For basketball. That's yeah. right. He played there in the state semifinal game, and and so I was up close with him there having a media credential. And, you know, I just looked at him and I said, Bobby, I'll say it now. I was like, look. Can, how big is this kid going to get? I, I loved his athleticism. Even in basketball, you just knew how he, how quick he was, how reactive he was, which showed up against pressure in college and in the NFL, and how sports savvy he was just watching him play basketball. But you just looked at him and you said, you know, he's narrow. I mean, he's 160, 65 pounds. How big is this kid going to get? Because I think we oftentimes do overthink it can a guy get big enough to play college football? Well, that's five years down the line in the NFL to me. I mean, it, so I honestly, I mean, I'm going to get this recruitment in a second. I honestly wondered if Jeff and Snead was a better fit when Snead flipped and went to Texas because of the offense Texas was running with Vince Young. And I said, okay, are they going to change up the offense? What are they going to do thinking back on it? Because Snead was a bigger kid, was a probably a better athlete as far as going straight in a line, right, and carrying a football and taking a hit. And you just wondered, okay, where are they going to go? Is, is Jevin Snead a better fit? But you know what it comes down to? Like you said, quickness, body quickness, that reactive quickness, just seeing things with the mind and feet, but accuracy at the quarterback position. Does anybody, you know, define that more than Colt McCoy, getting the ball out quick and accurate? Um, but I'll tell you what was crazy about his recruitment is, I went to see Ryan Perilou twice uh, down at reserve. Um, and let me just say he was a phenomenal talent, right? He didn't live up to that talent, which we can go through Bobby and our years doing this hundreds, if not thousands of guys. But when you watched him in person, you said, that's probably what Donovan McNabb looked like in high school. I mean, just the, the size, the arm talent, 
and just the way he moved and how physical he was when people tried to take him down. I mean, he literally would grab him and throw him away. And you said, Ooh, I, I don't know if this McCoy kid can compete with this guy now. And isn't it funny how recruiting works out? Because there was a chance, if you go back to that recruitment, Kansas State and LSU were making runs at Colt when he's committed to Texas. And I think LSU was doing that kind of the, the battle with the Paralu recruitment. But think about how things are different, different they are. If Paralu signs with Texas and Colt McCoy flips that, goes to LSU. Just think about how different that is. And who knows if that would have been good for Paralu not to stay close to home. You never know, right? But there's no doubt Paralu probably wasn't going to be as, end up being as good a player as Colt McCoy. I, 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 so just think about how different that would have been for Texas football after Vince. Yeah, sometimes beware of what you wish for, right? Yeah. Um, no I, I, uh, you mentioned accuracy, and I, I quoted this stat yesterday. 70.3 career completion rate. Yeah. I mean, dude, come on. <laughs> you realize how – I know he threw a lot of short stuff, but do you realize – that is just ridiculous uh, in this day and age. Um, uh, I know that that's what a lot of people strive for, but to have that over a four-year career, play as many games as he did. Well, it, it, the thing with seven, when you hit 70% completion percentage, the way I always say, and that's with MIGs flying all around you, <laughs> right? That, yeah, that's uh, different than uh, in golf where sitting there making 80% of three-foot putts, right? I mean <laughs> – on a practicing or throwing against air on the football field. You're talking about MIGs are flying all around this guy constantly and to complete 70% is phenomenal. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I, I would say that the thing that, that I also, uh, you mentioned uh, that transformation and that, that uh, you know, I mean, he was a small guy. And I think that, you know, as we go forward today, one of the, one of the segments that we're gonna talk about are the number of small town guys in this class. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a good number of uh, guys that come from, from smaller programs that Texas is really going after. Uh, but first I wanna get to something that uh, you broke the news earlier today, uh, that Samu Taman Pepe, uh, a, a big uh, defensive lineman out of Atascacita, six, three and a half, 380 was at Texas on an unofficial visit yesterday. What are they feeding these kids at Atascacita? I first, mean, of all, first of all, I'm glad you said the name because I would have butchered it. He would have never returned my call. But <laughs> here's, here's the crazy thing. Um, before I came to On3, you know, I was with ESPN and, and helped run the Under Armour camps and the lead underclassmen camps. So we had him in the spring at a camp at C.E. King, 430 pounds. Now, so a year, not a, even year ago, a year ago, 430. 4.30, about 10 months ago, okay? I didn't check the exact the time of the camp. I think it was after spring practice. I think it was in late May. But he was coming off an injury, right? But still, I, I looked at that kid competing at the camp, and I was worried for his health. It was a hot day. I was like, I asked one of our guys, should we let this guy out here? I mean, he's running a 40, he's doing shuttle, and they're doing one-on-ones. And I was like, it's 105 degrees on this field. <laughs> and I was literally concerned, but – uh, my takeaway was, and I'd seen him before, uh, Cam Dewberry's a stepfather's a coach um, and is very, uh, has always kept me up to date on the younger kids in the Atascacita program or kids he sees. And uh, he told me how great a feat the kid had uh, before I ever saw him. And then seeing him in person, even at 430 pounds, I went back and watched some of his camp video 
couple of weeks ago, the kid moves really well. He's got good flexibility. He can really bend his knees. He can get in a stance, even though he's too heavy. Um, but he's light on his feet. And that's crazy to say for a guy that's 380 pounds now, but he is. And uh, talking to him this morning, his goal is to be 350 pounds. And I think he'll get there. Um, look, he said, I'm just, I'm just running a lot more. I've watched other guys uh, grind and get all these offers. And I knew that's what I had to do. And so he runs more, but he said the biggest thing is eating small portions for him, eating smaller meals. He said, and he said those two things combined have led him to lose 50 pounds in 10 months. And he wants to lose 75 um, on the recruiting front. You know, Bo Davis has been on him a while. Um, I saw uh, him play this year against Summer Creek and I was standing with, uh, oh, I'll say it, Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal. Uh, Mirabal is, is offensive line coach when they were at Oregon. And they kept remarking, um, you cannot keep that guy from collapsing the pocket. And they just kept saying it. Man. And he wasn't making plays on the ball. It's just a disruption he caused, right? Um, so when the offer started coming in, seeing him lose the weight, I wasn't surprised. Um, and then Texas offered him, I believe it was February 16th. Um, that honestly didn't surprise me, uh, because if you think about Bo Davis, he coached big guys at Alabama. He's seen those bodies transform, right, under Nick Saban, what he's done for guys at Alabama. And so Bo's not scared of that with a kid like that. You, you, you can tell talking to Tascacita, the kind of the message that Bo gave at Tascacita and then uh, to Samu is, you know, look, I'm, we'll get you where you want to be. We're going to coach you up. Uh, uh, just like I coached him up in the NFL, just like I coached him up in college. And I think Samu likes that message. He talked to Pete Kwiatkowski yesterday, uh, the majority of the defensive staff. And the feeling he got, he went up there with his mom, the feeling he got was he's wanted by Texas, truly wanted by Texas. And that's the second time he'd been at Texas, but the first time as an offered recruit. And we both know that's a much different experience than being invited to a game or a summer camp. So this was an experience for him as a prospect that Texas wants to play for the Longhorns. And so, so I, let, me, I, let, let me ask you this, where, where is his recruitment vis-a-vis -vis other schools? Yeah. So he said, Oregon and Texas are recruiting him the hardest. Uh, he has 11 offers right now. He's going to go to Houston Saturday uh, for their junior day. Um, the school that's in contact with him, the most that hasn't offered is Texas A&M. I don't think that comes as a surprise to anybody. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see if uh, Texas A&M enters that fray with an offer. Um, I think right now, unless he wants to go out to an Oregon or, or somewhere, I think Texas is in a good spot for him. Uh, I also think his recruitment, while he has 11 offers now, if he doesn't have 20 offers by the end of the spring evaluation period, I'll be surprised because people are going to turn on the tape that haven't seen him in person. They're going to see the offers. They're going to turn on the tape. Then they're going to go see him in person in May. And they're going to talk to Coach Stump and that staff, and they're going to be like, look, this guy's lost 70 pounds. He does everything. He's out here running on his own, and he's going to check all these boxes, right? So he's going to have more than 20 offers by the end of the spring evaluation period. But I think right now Texas is in a good spot for him. Uh, I think Oregon is a team to watch if he wants to uh, get, a, get away from home. But he has always been in the Houston area, and we'll see if uh, Mama pushes those schools close to home at the end of the day. Samu Tamun Upepe. From Oscar uh, Tascasita, six three two uh, three six three and a half three eighty, uh, according to Jerry Hamilton. That'll be one that we'll be watching. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if he makes it back for another spring practice or something like that. Another guy you reported on today is someone that you actually 
kind of broke the news on a couple of weeks ago that Texas had picked up its interest and they followed through with a scholarship offer not shortly thereafter. Uh, Jamal Shaw out of West Orange Stark, an athlete defensive back type. Uh, and you're hearing that Texas is even starting to push even harder there. Yeah, and for those guys that kind of wonder how much fun our job is, Bobby, before I get to Shaw's recruitment, I was sitting in a Beaumont United uh, office looking. They have a sophomore offensive tackle. It's got a chance. And and I was sitting there talking to the head coach in a Big 12 position coach and area recruiter. I'm not going to say who it was, walked into the office. And we were just all talking about kids. And 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 he, this is how some of the information becomes available. And he said, yeah, I just uh, – coach asked where he's from, where he came from. He said, I was just at West Orange Stark. They have a safety kid whose brother was a really good player. And he said – and, in fact, uh, the Texas area recruiter was through there two days before. And uh, from the West Orange coach uh, – West Orange staff said they think Texas is going to offer the kid. Well, that's how I got the news. Then I just followed it up, okay? It's some, that, that's how the business works, though, right? That's what – Bobby, that's what we talk about. That's why you get on the road, right? The conversation you run into – you gain intel from that. But Jamal Shaw, um, I went to see West Orange practice in August, and, and I walked away pretty impressed with him. Now, he plays corner. I think he's more of a nickel safety uh, long term. Uh, but when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He, he, that, this is how you draw him up. The kid's six, almost 6'1". Six one. He's 185. He's got long arms. He's got ball hamstrings, right? He's going to run all, all the relay teams at West Orange, which means he'll run at the Texas relays and run at the state meet. That's what we're talking about at their level of track. Uh, but he was a he, he, strong in coverage, more physical than I gave him credit for. Um, but that's why the practice is different from the game. They weren't really, they weren't really busting uh, helmets that day and pads that day. And uh, he was more grabbing than creating contact that day. So you wait to see what happens on the tape. More physical kid than I gave him credit for. Obviously, his older brother, Johnny Shaw, was once a Texas commitment that never ended up at Texas. Uh, but TCU offered him two days ago. He'll be at Houston Sunday. Um, and he's going to end up visiting Texas sometime this month. Uh, March 12th has been talked about. March 26th has been talked about. So Texas offered um, in February, and now they're going to turn up the heat. Uh, the word I got from talking to somebody in West Orange is uh, they've received word that the Texas defensive staff watched him as a whole and came away really liking the offer and wanting to push a little bit more on Jamal Shaw. So we'll see where that goes, but that's the latest. That, that's very interesting. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, we talk about it, Jerry, all the time, and then it, again – you know, people don't appreciate how early we are in the process and how the process is an ongoing one. That's right. Um, there is new information. Co coaches watch new film every day. They see new data that comes in and that can, even though they have, yes, Texas has a big board and Notre Dame and Florida and Texas A&M and OU, they all have big boards. Right. But they can fluctuate. Yes. Um, and how they fluctuate is very interesting to me. Um, and so. It, well, well, Bobby, and let's uh, let's be real. I mean, look. A lot of these kids get an offer off a five minute highlight tape. 
because you see the talent level. Okay, this guy's good enough to, to pick up an offer from school X. But then they dive in a little more, watch more of the game tape, put the good plays, the bad plays, and the okay plays together, right? And they get their hit plays and really dive in and do a further evaluation. And that's where that board can change then with the in-person evaluation as well. I want to go now, uh, start a, a different kind of segment here with you and talk about this because I think it's interesting. And, and um, we mentioned Jamal Shaw, West Orange kind of in that golden triangle or is in the golden triangle area, but it's a smaller school nowadays. Um, it, it, that brought up the thought of just how many small school guys Texas is in on this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go down the list right now. Ruben Owens from El Campo. Mm -hmm. um, Anthony White from Abernathy, West yeah. Texas. Darian Gallette from Marlin, another Marlin kid. Dalton Brooks from Shiner, small mm -hmm. school. And then the two guys from LaGrange, yeah. uh, Bravion Rogers, who had a fantastic weekend over the weekend in a seven-on-seven -seven tournament uh, that I think Justin Wells and, and Eric Nalim were at. And then also Jaron Woods, the two-way lineman. Yep. Those are all legitimate small school kids. Yep. Right? And Devin, yeah. Devin McEwen's a kid that may get an offer. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's it's a great point, Bobby, because I think as more people have moved to the, the Metroplex in the Houston area, we've seen the numbers fall off in East Texas and definitely in the Golden Triangle. Remember what the Golden Triangle was like in the 90s? I mean, oh, my gosh. I mean – the Leland McElroy Beaumont Central game versus Deer Park was one of the best high school games I've ever been to. I just watched Leland McElroy, so whoa. And then Chip Ambry still may be my second favorite high school quarterback ever in Texas. <laughs> Those areas have dried up a little bit, but, you know, West Orange is one that always delivers for me. I mean, Shaw, they have a couple other DBs who are going to be under-recruited, be really good players. They had the DN who signed with Baylor last year, Carmelo Jones, who Texas took a really late look at. Um, and we never reported anything on that because we had heard that from I'd heard that from a West Orange coach, but it never really materialized. But I think he's going to be a really good player at Baylor. But, you know, Earl Thomas, I mean, just go through the list of all the great players that have come from, you know, I think four or five guys have come out of uh, Kevin Smith. who went there. Yeah, Super, Super Bowl MVP, Kevin Smith. Super Bowl MVP. I mean, the four or five NFL players from there. I mean, you remember, that, wait a minute. Time out. Time out. That that was Larry Smith. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got Larry. I'm 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 sorry about that. Yeah, um, but Larry was from the DC. Back to when Jeff Trailer was at Gilmer. I mean Curtis Brown, David Snow, uh, Justin Johnson with the Oklahoma, all nationally recruited guys. Um, and the McCown brothers came out of Jacksonville, right? I mean, so it, there's a ton of really good small town guys. Maybe not as many as there were before, and I think this cycle may be more of an anomaly. One, but you look at Darren Gillette, he's one of the best athletes pound for pound in the country. Ruben Owens is a number one or two or three ranked running back, depending on who you, you ask. Um, and, you know, Bravion Rogers is one of the best athletes in the state of Texas. I mean, he, if he runs 10 5 5, 185 pounds this spring, people are going to be, I mean, he's already got all the offers, but he's going to go to another level. Um, so, yeah, it's one of these cycles. In the last cycle, Texas signed two small town guys, Brennan Thompson from Spearman and Jeray Bledsoe from Marlin. Okay, so two. In this cycle, if Texas hits on some of their top targets, you're looking at five or six guys from small towns being in the class. Yeah, and that leads us all the way back to the discussion of Colt McCoy, <laughs> right? Um, you know, 
Colt was saying yesterday, he's, he's from Buffalo Gap, Texas. <laughs> uh, you know, he, the, the reality of it is, is that it, it, doesn't ma- it doesn't matter the size of school you come from. Right. It matters your maturity level and capacity once you get to college. You know, and so Colt McCoy coming from a small school was actually better prepared for college than Ryan Paraloo, who came from a big school in the New Orleans area. Just think about Colt McCoy for a second. And this is, I think, huge with quarterbacks, the more the longer I'm in this. And I think there's more specialized one sport guys, which I don't like. Colt McCoy was the star quarterback, obviously playing the state championship game. He was a really good role player in basketball on a state uh, semifinal team. He played golf, he ran track, he played tennis, but football was the one he was the best at, right? Then you have to be a teammate in the other sports. You're not the best in everything you do. Even at that level, you have to be a teammate and you have to learn how to lead as the best player and lead as the third best player. And I think that is so underrated uh, especially where we're at nowadays with specialization. I think kids are missing a little bit of that. But I'll tell you, here's another important one, Bobby, and you, you and I could talk way too long about this. The, one of the biggest mistakes I think we make, and I think if everything factors in, right, is the competition a kid plays against. Because sometimes that's out of their control. The best running backs the state of Texas has ever produced, they're not from the biggest schools. Adrian Peterson was Palestine. I mean, Earl Campbell's John Tyler, but that was not Houston or Dallas. Joe Washington, Billy Sims. I mean, just go down. Jamal Charles is Port Arthur. Just Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson Sealy. And you, if you really took looked at the history of running backs in the state of Texas, a large percentage of them are not from the, the big schools in the Metroplex and the Houston area. And that's just interesting. You're either – so that gets to, look, you're great, you're great, right? You're born with a different level of – talent wherever that comes from um but you don't have to play in dallas or in houston or atlanta or miami to end up being a big time recruiter or great player i mean yeah, I, i'm just thinking of the current texas roster you know and, and you have a guy like rashawn johnson who yeah. you mentioned about being a teammate here's a guy who went from being a quarterback to a running back when asked and he's a leader of the program by the way and he's not even a starter but 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 my point is one, he was asked and he, and it was over. I mean, it, it was, or, or he, whether he asked or vice versa, I don't know. But the reality of it is, as you and I know, that doesn't happen um, necessarily for everybody. And, and you think about guys, I think, Jaren, you know, then there's those programs. You mentioned John Tyler. That's not, it's not the prototypical Metroplex, right? Especially um, when you have Lufkin. Right. Well, right. well, Lufkin, yeah. right. you know, Lufkin's that kind of program too. So you got a guy like Jaron Thompson from there. Um, and yeah. we're not even talking about, uh, you know, those mid, those mid range cities that are like Wichita Falls has the running back this year. Yeah. Temple has Mikhail Harrison pilot. Those yeah. are those mid range cities. Harker Heights with Jaden Chapman is another one, the big offensive yeah. lineman. So I, I think that um, as much as we focus, because I mean, let's face it, you can be in Houston and see 75 D1 recruits in two weeks. And that's why they get the foot traffic. Yeah, exactly. But, you, you know, to make it over to LaGrange, that's right. a little extra effort, right? And so um, I, I feel like that's – that. I don't know exactly what I'm saying here because I, I, 
I don't know that I have a specific point other than small town football in Texas. There, there's you can find gems there, and they may be. A lot of people say, "Well, can he make it in the big city?" That they may be more prepared for the bumps and bruises of college football than some of the guys who've had it their way um, in a high school program that's very regimented uh, mm-hmm. and you know has the ten full coach or eight full coaches on staff and all the the stuff in place. You're you're, you're getting to my way. point, Bobby. It, look, the greatest strengths of Texas football can also be the greatest weaknesses. Uh, and 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 I've taken some heat for saying this on a radio over the years, but my dad was a coach, so it's not anything negative. We have the best high school football coaching in Texas. We have the best facilities. We have an athletic period every day of the school year. Jaquay's Petaway at Langham Creek is in the football athletic period before he goes to track practice after school. Okay, that's different. So what do we create? More finished products. And you get to these small towns, they are not finished products. And that's not all the kids are finished products, but we do create more guys that are closer to their ceiling. Atlanta's starting to run into that a little bit too, uh, just in my travels, than some other places. So when you get into, that's what makes East Texas, Louisiana so great, right? None of these kids are close to their ceilings when they're coming out of high school. And that doesn't mean Jeff Trailer's not a great coach at Gilmer. It's just a different setup, right? These kids play multiple sports. They're, they have, they're not in the weight room all the time. They're playing four sports and uh, they're burning through 5,000 calories a day, right? And, and they don't specialize until they get to college a lot of times. And um, look, I mean, think about the Quan Cosby. You, you talked about Quan with Colt. The two players on that team, Quan Cosby is a small town guy. Jordan Shipley's from Burnett or from Burnett. Right. There you go. Um, David Snow was what the start starting center guard on those teams. I mean, they had a lot of small town guys on those on, on those teams. And the great thing about a guy like Quan, when you go back and think about this business and you talk about it, he didn't have much adversity on the football field. But he sure as hell had it on the baseball field. And that made him a better football player after he went to minor league baseball and that moving ball that, that started here and went here gave him issues. But that made him – you could probably talk to him and say that adversity made him a better football player in a lot of ways that you yep. didn't get on the football field. Yep. I, I've got one for you. You forgot to mention Chris Boyd when you are talking about Gilmer players. There you I go. Got the, I, got, I got a little East Texas on you there. there. I got yeah. you on that one. All right. Hey, Jerry um, – Thanks for, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, for those that don't already have a subscription to Inside Texas, please consider one. Uh, Jerry and I work day and night on that, that site, along with Eric Nalin, Paul Wadlington, Joe Cook, Justin Wells, Hudson Standish. Uh, and uh, did I mention Joe Cook? Yeah, yep. And who? I did. I got them all. Um, and then also, please consider a, a subscription to this website or to this uh, program. Uh, just by clicking uh, subscribe here. It helps us notify you when we have uh, live uh, broadcasts, which we are want to do at times to talk, uh, have recruiting panel discussions with Jerry, myself, Justin, and Eric as well. All right, for uh, Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching and listening to this episode of On Texas Football.